As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to No Bunts, the podcast for the casual baseball fan here on the Athletic Baseball Show. I'm Tass Mellis in studio in Atlanta, and with me as always, making it all happen, it's super producer JD. Hello. Hey JD. And my co-host all season long. From Taiwan, it's Joel McMillan. Joel, how are you? I am doing fantastic, Tass. I'm well rested, and uh, call me Mr. Feeney, because uh, we're about to make history here. <laughs> You're definitely well rested with a zinger like that and with a background like that. Please, yes. to everybody who cannot see you, explain it. Well, Tass, you know, I like to mix up the backgrounds here on No Bunts, and uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about your Braves later on. So I thought I would just do a classic TBS Braves background. Uh, Channel 47 in Southern Ontario, if you're keeping track at home. <laughs> <laughs> no one's keeping track. They are not my Braves, but uh, I have adopted them here in Atlanta. And yes, 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 we will be touching on the Braves because they did something that no other team has done so far this season. A lot of firsts with that team. Yeah, they, they have been incredible. We'll get to them. We'll also talk some awards uh, a little bit later in this show. It's been a fun week, though. Uh, look, playoff baseball, fantastic. September baseball, that's next on the on the list. I mean, it, it's just been so damn good. So let's start with that. Let's start with the five best things in baseball from the past week. I'm not being facetious. September baseball is damn fantastic, and the Atlanta Braves are making it extremely fun. So we start with them. The Braves have clinched a playoff berth. And they had a subdued champagne toast in the clubhouse just to toast it. You know, we got bigger things we're hoping for. So they just they just had a, a, a quick little toast. And that's why we're going to have a quick little toast here on No Bunts to a great season thus far. A fantastic season. Uh, I'm going to pop because it's uh, it's so early. It is so early. Which camera? Oh, I'm looking at this yeah, camera. Yeah, wow, yeah, so many yeah, cameras. Yeah, Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's so early here <laughs> in the Eastern time zone. It's too early for champagne. It's honestly too early for bubbly water, but we're going to have some bubbly water here. <laughs> so toast to JD, toast to Joel. 
Hey, cheers. Yeah. Fancy glasses well, you brought. because of my background. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, there we go. There you go. Hey, shout outs to Crystal Clink. Valley. <laughs> yes. Gombe, guys. Cheers. Yes, Gombe, mm. fantastic. Mm, a delightful vintage. <laughs> <laughs> the the a- effervescence, the, the, the carbonation on this Waterloo... <laughs> Uh, it is, it is popping in it's this class. Popping, yeah. yeah. Ah, amazing. Not an ad. No, not an ad. <laughs> but it is, the, the scientist in me is, uh, is just marveling <laughs> at this. Like this, the, the bubbles are popping off here, Jay. Mm. It's fantastic. All right. Great Can stuff. Can I ask you guys a quick question? Yes. Just really quick. Are you a Schweppes? Are you team Schweppes or team Perrier? <laughs> Whoa. I thought you were going to go. I didn't even know you were going with Perrier. Yeah, I thought you were going Canada Dry. Or yeah, something. I thought we were talking ginger ales when you said Schweppes. But you just mean bubbly anything? Bubbly water? Bu- yeah, straight up bubbly water. Yeah, Schweppes or Perrier. What are you? Wow. Neither, really. Yeah, to be honest. But is Schweppes, Schweppes Canadian or no? It's fun to say Schweppes. It's fun. It's fun. It yeah. is fun. I it thought is. you were going to go Vernon or something. Anyways, there's yeah. now Perrier doesn't have enough bubbles for me. Mm. Uh, I'd rather have a, I'd ha- rather have a Croy, to be honest. Oh. I- I'd rather have a, even a Trader Joe's or a Waterloo. There's just not enough. Anyways, I, I think we got to get away from that. Congrats to everybody here. Congrats to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, their celebration was subdued because it, you might even be listening to this and saying, yeah, they celebrated making the playoffs, but they just clinched their division because their division magic number is down to two because they're in the midst of a four-game series with the Phillies, who they are battling uh, with. It's not much of a battle, but uh, for the NL East title, it's basically done. They've lined up with the Phillies last year in the postseason, as we remember. They are on their side of the NL playoff bracket. They're probably going to line up again. Uh, if the Phillies can get through that wild card round, they've taken two of the first three games here, Joel, uh, of the series. They're playing five, um, and they're doing it in uh, some dramatic fashion. Matt Olson, home run number fifty-one, uh, tying a franchise record with Andrew Jones, so he's going to break that. And it was off Zach Wheeler, the ace of the Phillies. So somebody they will see in the postseason. They are just proving their point here that last year was an aberration that they'll take care of them in the playoffs. I think also Ronald Acuna talking about the numbers hit number 37 also off Wheeler. So 37 homers, 65 RBI or 65 RBI, 65 stolen bases for that man. Didn't think 40-40 was possible, but my goodness, he's picked up that home run pace. Seven homers in 12 September games. 40-40 doesn't guarantee the MVP. Only one of the four guys who've done the 40-40 has won MVP. Canseco did win MVP, but A-Rod, Soriano, and Bonds, the year they did it, they didn't. But this guy's going to win MVP, you assume. Um they play the Phillies again next week in Atlanta after they wrap up this series. So we thought, Joel, that the Phillies would be the toughest rival for the Braves. But are they? Is anyone? I still think so. Really? I still think so. Um, I still think they match up well against them. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about this before. I like the Phillies rotation. I like the Phillies lineup. The games have been close. And Tess, I got a couple fun facts here for you about Matt Olson and these Atlanta Braves. Matt Olson is on pace to be just the fourth player in MLB history 
to have more home runs than team losses. So Matt Olson has 51 home runs as of last night. The Braves only have 50 losses. Now, Tass, quick oh. trivia question. Oh. Can you name the three other players? Now, two of them have been single-season home run kings for quite a long time. So the two other players to have more home runs than their team had losses. Correct. It's got to be Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds in 2001 hit 73 home runs. The Giants had 72 losses. Now, the other two players played on the same team and did it in the same year, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Special year. Um, was there a couple 60? How, what, what year are we talking? Are we going way back? 1961. So Roger Maris. Should, Roger Maris and? Lou Gehrig? No, no, Maris's teammate Mickey Mantle. Mantle. Uh, Maris had sixty home, sixty-one home runs. Yeah. Mantle had fifty-four, Damn and it. the Yankees only lost fifty-three games that year. So Matt Olson going to be in some elite company. But I want to see this. You know, Tass, getting back to what you said, I want to see Philly and Atlanta in the playoffs. Like to me, that's more exciting than Dod- Dodgers. Have just been hit with so many injuries and stuff. I don't think. This is the best version of the Dodgers. I think this is the best version of the Phillies. So I think like from a fan standpoint, that's what I want to see. But Atlanta just looks the part right now. It doesn't look like anybody can beat them, but I would love to see them play Baltimore in the World Series. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Orioles a little bit later when we talk about mm-hmm. award season. Uh, the Orioles, a very, very fun team to get behind. Listen, the Phillies are also a great, fun team to get behind. Uh, your man, Trey Turner, has been scorching. Uh, hit another dinger yesterday against the Atlanta Braves. Look at these numbers. 11 homers in his past 13 games. He is on fire, Joel, since uh, the Philly fans got behind him early in August basically saying, come on, uh, come on. I know you're probably feeling the pressure of that big contract, but we need you and we know you're great. And he is, he is proving uh, that he is huge. There's just, there's just no holes with this Braves team and and they're absolutely going for it. Uh, As I said about Acuna uh, becoming a a 40, 40, 40 guy, the first guy since uh, that the, the the quad of Soriano and A-Rod uh, and Canseco and Bonds has been so long. He wants to play in 162 games. And so you might think, oh, they're basically going to clinch up, clinch the division probably in the next two games against Philadelphia Phillies as we record this on September 13th. But he's going to get the – he's, he's going to do it, it, it sure feels like, uh, because of this huge run with 17 games remaining if my uh, – Rudimentary math is correct. Amazing stuff. The only thing that can throw them off, Joel, is the week off while the wild card round goes. I think that's the the worst thing that can happen to this team because of what a role they're on. And obviously, there's there's two and a half weeks left. They can go, you know, they can start playing bad ball. But I think the smart thing that they're doing is they're maintaining rest for their starting pitchers. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're mixing that in, even though they're, they're going for it, they're keeping their, their, their big guys rested. And I just, I just hate that week off for a team like this, for the Braves, when they get that by uh, along with the Dodgers and it right now, the Phillies would play the Cubs in the wild card round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it's like, you know, five, six days that you get off and, and the winner of that series would probably play the Atlanta Braves as we 
if the season were to end right now. So I think that's the only thing that can throw them off. They are just, they're cooking. Uh, nine guys in that lineup are just so, so solid. And yeah, you can you can always question the pitching um, with every single team, but that side is rolling right now as well. Yeah. And Tass, the Phillies have had have run into some actually a, a bit of bad luck in the last three weeks. They've hit the go ahead or tying home run in the eighth inning or later, and uh, five times, and they're zero and five in those games. So they're good at coming back, but they just can't close out those tough games. And yeah, some of these losses to Atlanta, they've been in extra innings. They've been some tough losses as well. And Tass, speaking of Trey Turner. He's been on fire lately. He was on the paternity list last week. And I saw a thing on Reddit. He went on the paternity list exactly nine months to the day after he signed his uh, big contract. So uh, I think we know how he celebrated uh, all those dollar dollar bills. Couple uh, couple gin and tonics and maybe some Brian McKnight. And, uh, you know, count those bills but he's killing it right now and and I he would come around I mean over 162 games it always averages out like Trey Turner's not this bad like he's an elite player and I knew that he would come around uh it was never a doubt task my boy was always gonna do it uh he was gonna do it thank you about uh thank you for explaining how uh conceiving a, a baby works um you know more happy to help yeah uh more of a 10 month window but anyway uh it got done uh trey turner did it uh i'm still mad at myself for saying garrig over mantle mantle's been in the news too um with uh, the jason dominguez start with the yankees we'll we'll get into that later but i was with the wrong era i fell flat just like this bubbly water has uh, fallen flat already should have used some real champagne uh, gross. Uh, <laughs> right? Am I wrong, JD? Oh yeah, it got it got real flat. It got real flat. real quick. I think it's the design of the glass. Ah, maybe it's designed. I think you're supposed to like shotgun these. You know, mm, like yeah. One go. There's too much uh, aeration or whatever happening here. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Let's stick in the NL because yeah, the playoff picture it's taken shape. We have the Braves. We have the Dodgers. And then we have the central leading Brewers. They'll be the third seed uh, if they can hang on to their division lead. It sure feels that way. Even if a wild card team like the, like the Phillies has a better record, you win your division, your top three. That's the way baseball has it right now. But even right now, they are the third best team record-wise in the NL. And I'm intrigued by this team. The 2023 Brewers, to me, Joel, are like the 2022 Guardians come postseason time. For me, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I know I'm cheating on the Reds uh, here a little bit. It doesn't look like the Reds are going to make it. It's all it's all jumbled there in the wild card race. They still do have a shot, but I, I'm jumping on uh, considering their starting pitching um, and their lack of hitting. It, it's just like it's it's one of those things that they kind of have to get hot. But let's just go through what what happened. This past weekend with them um, because they they play some thrillers Sunday against the Yanks. Ace Corbin Burns on fire. No hitting the Yankees through eight innings. 109 pitches. Who says pitchers don't throw 100 pitches anymore? Anyway, uh, two relievers followed him with two no hit innings, but that's only because of an incredible catch by Sal Freelich in right at the wall. If you haven't seen this, two Brewers 
flying at each other. We see great catches all the time in baseball, but you don't usually see the collisions. And Freelich was collided or was hit by his teammate Joey Weimer, and he sustained a bloody lip and cut inside his mouth. Joey Weimer did uh, because Freelich uh, was flying at him. Weimer, the far bigger player. Uh, but anyway, Joel, how excited were you seeing this incredible catch? Yeah, that was one of the games of the year. I know, uh, you know, I know the Yankees don't really have much to play for these days. The Brewers obviously do, but that was an exciting game. Uh, and I'm happy to report that Joey Weimer's amazing mullet was uh, unscathed in that collusion. <laughs> like you said, he took a bit of a shot to the chops there. But that was, yeah, that was just amazing. And I feel like when you look back at a lot of the no-hitters and perfect games, I feel like in a good chunk of those, and this is just purely anecdotal, but there's always that one crazy catch or crazy defensive mm. play that preserves the perfect game or preserves the no-hitter. So that was awesome to see. Uh, back and forth game, the Yankees ended up pulling it out but yeah that was definitely candidate for uh, one of the games of the year but they lost that game but you know I think they won the first two of that series and you know I think the Brewers are in pretty good shape they've got a pretty easy remaining schedule they play the cards in two series and they play the Nats I think that takes up 10 games they play the Marlins again and then they finish the series again uh, the finish the season against the Cubs so uh, they've got a four-game lead right now. I think they're sitting really pretty. Their fate's kind of in their own hands. But I I have a hard time seeing the Cubs passing them. The Brewers look, uh, look like they're going to win that division. And Tess, you mentioned the pitching. Listen, obviously Milwaukee struggles to score runs, yes. But as long as you have pitching come October you're you're not out of any game and you know i think they're going to be a tough out no matter who they play uh it'll be interesting to see uh you know how they do come postseason corbin burns freddie peralta brandon woodruff and uh wade miley who may factor in because you can't just throw three especially if you're in that wild card round that's the disadvantage and you got to go play uh in the nl uh ds which yeah, can slow down your pitchers, so they're going to have to be in that first round. Uh, as it stands right now, they would be playing the Diamondbacks, who have who occupy the uh, the last wild card position. But yeah, Burns, who started that no hitter, and yeah, the Yankees took care of business uh, in the end. Because um, because as like we've said, you know, once you get the relievers in there, the no hitter doesn't feel right. But anyways, it got to. It gets to a point here with these these Brewers starters that you just feel so comfortable. They've taken the first couple games here from the Marlins, who are also fighting for a wild card spot because uh, Woodruff and, and Peralta were able to follow up Corbin Burns. I mean, they are just so stacked. Uh, and now, and now they go get thirty seven year old Josh Donaldson to help out uh, a guy the Yankees cut. Um, and yeah, through a couple games here. He's showing out. I know Yankees fans uh, hate Josh Donaldson, but could this be, you know, sort of like my Braves did a couple years ago, where they went and got like a Jock Peterson, uh, Jorge Soler. They 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 got some guys, you know, not at the end of their careers like Donaldson, but just to help out for a couple months. Josh Donaldson can help them because, uh, as as our friend Eno Saris points out, I mean they don't they don't uh, have a great barrel rate. Uh, and third, at third, he could help out a little bit. And through two games, Joel, he's doing it. 
Yeah, he's got uh, he's got a home run. He's got a he's got a double and uh, got a couple hits, a couple RBIs, couple runs scored. Small sample size, just two games. But you know it'll be interesting to see if he can maintain this. And I think there's something to be said about players who just can't cut it in New York. Wearing those pinstripes is different. Everyone knows that. Uh, Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo are two guys that come to mind. They really, really struggled in New York. And once they went on to other teams, they flourished. Aaron Hicks is having a a great season in Baltimore. And Gallo, you know, he obviously played better once he left New York. And again, like it remains to be seen with Donaldson. But I think, you know, it's uh, there's basically no risk at all for the Brewers. I mean, the Yankees cut him. So having a veteran... You know, Donaldson doesn't have a ring, but he definitely does have a winning pedigree. A lot of the teams that he's played on have gone to the postseason. The guy's a winner in my mind. He's an uber competitor. I think he's a great addition to that team. And, uh, you know, this could be the Josh Donaldson redemption story. And I'm here for it because I absolutely love Josh Donaldson. He's one of my favorite players. That's nice to hear because uh, on the Internet, there's a big faction of people that just despise Josh Donaldson, especially oh, because yeah. of what happened with with New York um, and how things fell apart there. But a couple of months, he he's obviously a solid, still a solid defender, very solid defender. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah, I just need a young team to cheer for. Um, it, it will it will be interesting if uh, they somehow line up with my Atlanta Braves. That would be most likely in the NLCS. Um, but Andrew Monasterio, Sal Freelich, Yelich, Contreras, guys you can kind of get behind. Um, so fun stuff. Speaking of young guys like Freelich, uh, and Monasterio, Jason Dominguez of the Yankees, a torn UCL. How crappy is that? Uh, September call up. The Martian was off to a great start. Those were the Mickey Mantle comparisons that were happening because he was homering, uh, so early in his career. So he's a center fielder. He needs that arm. He'll likely be out nine months. You know, Bryce Harper was able to come back after six months uh, from the use, torn UCL, but it is very, very likely in most cases that'll be nine months. So midseason next year, he would have been the starting center fielder on this team. Uh, but mm-hmm. now uh, we'll have to come back midway through the season. Stinky news there uh, for the Yankees when there was hope with Austin Wells and Dominguez coming up. So hopefully he gets right real quick. Moving on, something a little bit more positive. Top five things in baseball from the past week. Very, very fun part of that series between the Brewers and the Yankees. It was old-timers day, uh, and the Yankees celebrating their 1998 team, had everybody back, had David Wells complaining about stuff, had Derek Jeter on the field, which was very, very exciting for Brewers shortstop Willie Adames, who got to meet Jeter and was so excited to see him it was a child meeting his hero, Joel. It was so fun to see Willie Damas run up to Derek Jeter and run away with the biggest grin, jumping on everybody. He was just so, so psyched uh, to meet Derek mm-hmm. Jeter. I know you loved this moment. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's he's like a kid out there. That's it what was, it's all about. It was awesome. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a, it's a kid game in many ways. This was just so great to see. And you know, Tass, it's interesting, like, now that Jeter's been out of the game, like, he's he's been retired, he hasn't been a player for a while, it's crazy to see the impact and the influence that he's had on this generation mm. of players. Like, 
obviously like when he was playing, you know, he was a star and he got a lot of attention and things like that. But I mean, now when you see him and a lot of players say, oh, like he was my favorite player growing up. I emulated him. Uh, I always imitated the jump through. I've heard a couple of players say that you really kind of see, you know, the impact. And he was such a role model and inspiration for a lot of the players today. And I didn't really realize that until, you know, some of these interviews and, you know, especially moments like this. And it's crazy to see. And I know a lot of people want to pile on Jeter because he was a Yankee, you know, he wasn't a good defender, but I love Jeter and this is cool stuff. He's great for the game. And, you know, if he can continue to inspire players, I think it's great because, you know, he's a class act. He's a champion. He did it uh, in the toughest city, you know, for the toughest owner. And the guy really is just the definition and the gold standard of a champion. I love Adamus dressed as a child as well because he's in uh he's in his cutoff t-shirt uh you know his sort yeah. of in his his warm-up gear uh and and it looked like he wasn't anywhere near the celebration it looked like he was in the clubhouse warming up and he just ran mm-hmm. out when he heard Derek Jeter was out there and was able to talk to him for 30 seconds and was super pumped uh I, I looked at Jeter's baseball reference page because my eras are all messed up what year do you think was the last year that Derek Jeter played I think his last year was t- 2012. Close. It was 2014. I I thought it I thought it was even earlier. My errors are all messed up. That's why I guess Lou Gehrig. I, I'm just I don't know. It just feels it was like it was a long time ago. Um, maybe I'm a boomer like David Wells, but I've just uh, I've just <laughs> lost it. I've lost the errors. It, it just feels like it's been even longer. Uh, but he did it till he was 40. Um, and he did it really well, and that's why Willie Adamas wanted to get out there and hang with that 90, 1990, 1998 team. And I'm not even going to mention that was a it was old timers day, old timers day for 1998, the late that 19 hurts. the late 1900s, as the kids say. Anyway, all right, moving on. Top five things in baseball this week. Number four, <laughs> this is funny. Cole Wild Thing Reagans and his three straight wild pitches. I have never seen anything like this before. Just to set it up, Blue Jays Royals on Sunday. Royal starter Cole Reagans. He's working in the sixth. Runners on first and second. New batter up, Alejandro Kirk. First pitch is so wild, it hits the netting behind home plate. And Reagans does slip. The wild pitch goes way up there. Runners move up. Next pitch. It's up and outside. Uh, Salvador Perez cannot catch it. It kind of hits off his glove. It actually breaks the advertisement behind home plate. It puts a hole in the advertisement. One runner scores, another runner to third. Okay, next pitch. This time he falls again, and it's way outside, and the other runner scores. So three straight wild pitches. If you looked at, at the diagram on the box score, you know how they show you where the pitch is relative to the strike zone. Hilarious stuff uh, because it's way up and then one a little bit closer, but still way up and then another one way out. And then next pitch would be his last. He walked Alejandro Kirk on a a regular ball and they yanked him. (laughs) Have you ever seen anything like that, Joel? No, nothing like that at all. Other than uh, the movie Major League with uh, (laughs) Ricky Vaughn, which interestingly enough, someone on his uh, someone changed uh, Cole's picture to. Ricky Vaughn on his baseball reference page, which I thought was a bit rough because 
he won pitcher of the month in August. Like, and, and up to that point, he had been completely shutting down the blue Jays. It was two, nothing. He was dominating them. And then just, yeah, launched those three pitches. And uh, I kind of feel like that turned the momentum for the Jays. They ended up winning that game and sweeping Kansas city, but I've never seen anything like that before at all. I mean, that's Rick and Keel levels of, uh, of right. wild. And I don't even think he did that, you know, three pitches in a row, which is just really bizarre because I mean, yeah, he's just been so good recently. Uh, I, Buck Martinez called it on the broadcast after the first one where he, he clearly slipped. He didn't know his landing spot just wasn't all that secure. And then the second pitch Buck said he was clearly thinking about what the hell is going to happen when this right foot comes down on this pitch. He was, he was clearly thinking about it and just fired uh, a, a, a ball that was yeah, just away from the catcher, but it, he had, he didn't slip. He, he just was thinking about it. And that was uh, totally true. Um, so I've never seen anything like it. Also never seen somebody do that to a baseball reference page. I thought baseball reference had all the integrity in the world. He wouldn't just, throw up a Ricky Vaughn photo. Uh, that, I know. Isn't that weird? He, he deserves better than that. He deserves better than that. And now that's somebody, this ain't Wikipedia. That's not just some somebody making a joke. That's somebody making a joke within baseball reference. Uh, yeah, someone's got access to that. Yeah, I don't know who uh, Exactly. Weird stuff. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. By the way, Buck Martinez, Dan Schulman, the legendary Braves, or Braves, Jays broadcasters. Now you got me thinking I'm a Braves fan. I'm a Jays fan, Joel. Uh, they were on with uh, our man Jason Stark, the Athletic Baseball Show, so go listen to that. Uh, those guys, so great. Unfortunately, they have to call games for this Toronto Blue Jays team. Uh, what a ride. <sighs> what a ride, this team. They started a set with the Rangers here after they took care of the Royals for four games, which is an extremely key series because they were up on the Rangers by one and a half games for the final wildcard spot coming into the series because the Rangers have fallen apart as we know, but the Rangers took the first two games of the series and have jumped Toronto in the standings. <sighs> yeah. So uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, as of now on the outside, looking in Tampa Bay owns that first wildcard spot in the AL. They're not losing that. It's between the Rangers, Mariners, and Blue Jays in a three-way race for the final two spots in the wild card race. There was a grand slam in the first one. Jonah Heim uh, hit a grand slam. And then uh, Evan Carter, nice little story. September call-up filling in for an injured Adolis Garcia. Hit his first ever career home run in that first game. And then the second game, Scherzer, pitching great, uh, left the game in the sixth. 
uh, it was it was an odd scene. He uh, he threw one pitch and then he had a spasm in his triceps. Apparently undergoing an MRI. So we'll see uh, how that goes. But if he's out for an extended period of time, that 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 hurts. But the Rangers got enough run support. I was watching that game. I started writing my notes for this show as the game was three zero for Texas. I said, "This is it. They're done. They lost. They're, it's over." Because we know this team. And maybe you know I'm just a, a down Jays fan, but maybe maybe some positive thinking here. Maybe uh, they've been hot in September the last two years uh, to help them, you know, get into the postseason last year, and then and 2021 they're really close. But two years ago they won 22 of their last 31 games. Then last year they were 22 and 11 in their last 33 games. So I don't know, Joel. It's a roller coaster. You said they were done. Uh, a couple weeks ago, then they came back and they took a wild card spot and they, they beat up on the bad teams. But I don't know. When you got a good team like Texas, uh, yeah, their their weaknesses kind of shine through. And you see Flatty and struggling to come up with a key hit at the end of the game. And he goes to the iPad. What the hell is going on? He's not Flatty. It's, it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch right now. Um, and obviously, they can pull it out with two and a half weeks left. But. I like to hear hot Joel on the Bra- on the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, so let's hear it. Oh, Tass, this team. Oh man. I, I don't even know where to begin. It's just it's just one step forward, two steps back with them. They haven't won more than six games all year. Uh they, they don't go on super long losing streaks. They don't go on super long winning streaks. It's just they're just they've been so touch and go all season. They just haven't been able to put all of it together like in a season. One season, the hitting's fantastic and the bullpen and the pitching is bad. And then this season, the pitching and the bullpen's fantastic and the offense is just so inconsistent. Uh, It's just very frustrating to watch them. There's a lot of holes in their game. Uh, And then, you know, this week, the Alec Manoa thing where they sent him down and he didn't report that's just another unnecessary distraction at such a critical time. If they fail to make the playoffs this year and there's a good chance that they do, I mean, like you said, there's two and a half weeks, you know, there's still lots of baseball to be played. They're only half a game out, but if they fail to make the playoffs, like they got to make big changes. You can't run the core of this roster out again and expect to be better they have no playoff wins to show for it. They've got one of the biggest playoff collapses. They've got over $200 million invested in this team. One of the highest payrolls you can't just, and, and Baltimore and Tampa Bay are, are better than them. Houston's better than them. They need to make some wholesale changes. If they don't do it, I've still got my fingers crossed. Hopefully they can nab that six seed and they can play Minnesota, which I think is a winnable series, but Based on the way this team's playing this year, I think that's about as good as it's going to get because I can't see them getting by Tampa Bay or Baltimore or Houston, whoever they would end up playing if they beat Minnesota. But it's just been a very frustrating season. And there was, I think there were a lot of hope and expectations. Okay, 2021 was heartbreaking. 2022 was heartbreaking. It was all going to kind of come together on paper. It looked like they had a great team, but They've just fallen short. They're very uninspiring to watch. I, I've watched them less this year and uh, just oh, disappointed, man. but not going to give up, you know, not going to give up. But no, don't give if up. They can take these, they're if lo- they can take they're these final you. two games. They're losing you. That's a, that's a, that's a bad sign. Uh, yeah. If they can take these final two games from the Rangers, but uh, how, how can you bet on that? Uh, I mean, they do throw out great pitchers. 
every single day. So it's possible. Uh, but I do agree with you. It would be it would be wonderful if they do get in to be in that final wild card seed, because then they stay away from the Tampa Bay race. They would stay away yeah. from going into Tampa and and the AL East side of the bracket because that's the Tampa Baltimore side of the bracket. And uh, Tampa is a great home team, and Toronto's just doesn't play well in in Tampa Bay where they would have all three wild card games. Uh, so, yeah, I I I heard Buck and Dan talk about uh, potentially trying to play for the six seed versus just trying to get in and. and I thought, oh, that's it's a great idea. Um, but you just got to get in now. Uh, there, there ain't no screwing around with seeds. So, all right, Joel. Uh, so, are you slightly optimistic? How are we feeling, just in general? Like they're I, the thing is, is that they basically the remaining schedule is against ALEs teams, yeah. and they've just been absolutely awful against ALEs teams, but. I think they can beat Boston. I think they can beat New York. They don't have to play Baltimore anymore, which is good. So, I mean, they're winnable games. Like, they just have to go out and, you know, play. Like, they've just been – like, they just look so uninspired these last two games. Like, this is a huge series, and they just look so lifeless. Um, you know, and Texas was due, too. I mean, again, like, it all averages out. I mean, your Texas was horrible for so long, and now it's kind of starting to balance out. So – We'll see, but I, yeah, I want that six seed because I do not want to play Tampa in Tampa. Hard pass. <laughs> All right, the final great thing that happened this past week, a little bit more Canadiana. We talked about Schweppes, uh, which isn't all that <laughs> Canadian. Uh, we talked about Channel 47. Uh, but we got to end it with Joey Votto. Our man Joey Votto and his old man strength. He hit a home run on his 40th birthday this past Sunday, and it was the longest ball hit in Major League Baseball for that day, 437 feet. Number 356 of his career, ranking fifth among active players. They obviously need him down the stretch. He just returned from injury. Uh, and then, you know, returning from injury, 40th birthday, he had to come into the locker room on Sunday to see a shirt laid out on every seat which is supposed to be wishing him happy happy <laughs> birthday. But if you're not with us on YouTube, I'll explain the shirt. It's Joey Votto walking with the assistance of a walker um, and uh, a gold tooth just looking super old. Well, what's your take on this cartoon character of Joey Votto hunched over, looking old on this T-shirt, <laughs> being handed out to all his teammates, Joel? Oh, I like it. It's uh, yeah, it's a pretty clever design, and I'm sure uh, Mr. Votto himself probably got a good chuckle out of that. Um, yeah, but yeah, you know, he's. I mean, yeah, Votto. I mean, what can you say? Like the dude's a personality, and I'm just gonna throw this out here, Tass. Talk it just really quickly, tying it back to the Jays. I want to see him finish his career in Toronto because Brandon Belt is probably gonna be gone. You know, signed a one year deal. Have Joey come home and be that left-handed DH first baseman. He's obviously not going to be a starter. Pride of Etobicoke, Ontario. <laughs> Put him in the red, white, and blue for his final season. How amazing would that be? I still think he's somewhat productive. He's not embarrassing himself out there. He's he's definitely not a starter, uh, but that would be awesome to see him uh, 
come back. And uh, Tass, speaking of uh, old man strength, hashtag Virgo season. It's my 42nd birthday this Saturday. So I'm going to go to the cages and see if I can uh, rip some 437 foot bombs this Saturday. I'll uh, keep you posted. Oh, you're going to be so strong. You're just going to rip off the top of the cage and then uh, see how, so you can see how far your jacks go. Right, because of the yeah. problem with the cage. I mean, it's not a problem. It's a blessing. The ball hits off the top, and you you don't know how far it went, but you can just imagine mm-hmm. that it went four hundred and thirty seven feet. Can't wait. You better have some footage. You better you better be posting that on Instagram, on our on our account no underscore bunts, uh, where you're dropping gems. That Ricky Vaughn gem. You're dropping all sorts of gems. You're dropping Baltimore Orioles, Omar Farmer in the Dell gems. Uh, so we oh, better nice. see that. Can't wait. Well, how okay. how how fast are you gonna turn up that that knob? <laughs> oh well, Tass at forty two. It's definitely not gonna be too quick, but uh, we'll see if we can go up there. I might sleep late. I got uh, got a birthday meal Saturday, so I hope I can get to the cages. Uh, if I can't, then I'll just have to do it in my mind. Oh, here. Or I'll do it on I'll do it on Ken Griffey Junior.'s baseball and Super Nintendo. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> uh, speaking of Ken Griffey Junior. Um, well, we'll get to Andrew Jones a little bit later. I was going to talk about him. But l- l- listen to this quickly here about guys who've homered on their 40th birthday. Joey Votto became the first player to homer on his 40th birthday since A-Rod in 2015. Seven players have hit home runs on their 40th birthday. I don't know if you want to throw out any names. I'm not going to give you a full trivia. It's just a, it's just a hard question. I don't know if you remember any. Anyways, it's Votto. No. A-Rod, Chipper Jones, Tony Phillips, Wade Boggs, Joe Morgan, who hit two on his 40th birthday, uh, and Bob Thurman. And then two did it on their 41st birthdays in MLB history, Jim Tomey and Daryl Evans. Shout out to our man, Trent Rosecrans, friend of the show, who doesn't know he's friend of the show, but he's friend of the show, for all that information there. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of players hitting bombs on their 40th birthday. I was kind of surprised by that stat. But just quickly back to the cartoon character. I know Joey Votto's got an incredible sense of humor. That T-shirt there. Something tells me he didn't like it. I, I think he's just oh. a little he's just a little too old for this shit, you know? Especially just <laughs> coming back from injury. I, th- mm. I, think, I, I, th- I think that kind of... Bad taste. The walker's bad taste. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't his first game back, but he just came back. And so it's a little bit of salt in the wound. Just a reminder, another reminder. I just had to come back from an injury, which he had to fight through to get back earlier in the season as well and fight through another injury. I think it's a little much. I And, and you know what's funny is that I had to really dig to find this photo. Mm. It was on Bally Sports. like They put it as part of the – you know, a package, a pregame package, I think, where they talked to all the players who wished him a happy birthday. But usually you'd see a, something like this, and it'd be all over Twitter. It would be everywhere. You literally couldn't find – I literally couldn't find it on Twitter, and that's not because of they, their lack of a, a, a good search bar. You think uh, he scrubbed it? He scrubbed it from the internet. I, I wonder if the Reds – I wonder if him and the Reds said, don't make this a thing. Uh, <laughs> like he said to the social media team, like, screw off. But he's not that kind of guy. But it was just weird not to see it everywhere. Uh, so yeah, that 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 part was yeah, was fair. strange. I mean, imagine if they made that as bobblehead next year. Whew. Hmm. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, that's that would be terrible. Yeah, I'd be didn't. more offended with about the bags under his eyes. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, and the crow's feet around his eyes. I don't know. He doesn't look that old, does he? No, he no. looks. I think he looks pretty young. As uh, a matter of fact, solid for forty. Looks... Hey, well, it is a trope to be like, "Hey, it's your fortieth yeah. birthday, so sure. you're, it is, you're it old is 40. guy now." So it, it is forty, still kicking it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get we'll get into another playoff game with the Reds. It's it's looking a little difficult right now, just because there's so many teams. They could obviously still make it, and uh, maybe he wants to do it next year with the Toronto Blue Jays. There, Joel, a little a little more. Bring con- him back. Yeah, that would be nice. I'd bring a Tobacco can a Toronto shutout. <laughs> so many Canadian references today. I'm proud of us. I'm very proud of us. All right. Barely. I mean, Schweppes, not confirmed Canadian. No, it's not. Channel 47, definitely not Canadian. I mean, what do you mean? What do you I mean? mean it's it was not on Canadian. Well, it's TBS, it's an American station on a Canadian cable service. Yeah. So was- the reference of. Channel Forty Seven is Canadian, but that's that's it. Like, okay, but we're talking about the Canadian TV Guide lineup, and actually, <laughs> I think I think you should say Cable Forty Seven. Yeah, right, right, yep. because Channel Forty Seven Cable Four was <laughs> uh, Omni C- Omni TV uh, CFMT. Uh, sing it, Tess. Channel Forty Seven Cable Four <laughs> Cable Fun. That's right. Some would say, uh, if you want to go retro on shout outs to Lucy Zilio. <laughs> Lucy Cilio, get out of here! Wow, <laughs> that was good. That was that was great. They had a great lineup on Channel Forty Seven Cable Four. I'm not going to sing did. the song, uh, but man, Perfect Strangers, uh, Love Connection, yep. Chuck Woolery doing his his thing. Uh, what are some? Where, what else? Love Connection, Full House. Simpsons were definitely on it. Full House did we mention? Mm-hmm. Married with Children. Anyway, let's oh, move yeah. on. <laughs> Let's get to some <laughs> awards predictions in a segment called Fair or Foul. Wow! What an animation. What a sting from our man, JD. It took till September. We have an incredible animation. Uh, I, I don't know why I just thought, this isn't going to stick. This is a one-time mm. thing. And then it kept coming back yeah. over and over. And I was like... I guess I better make something. And it looks great. Thanks. Last, this is the last time we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. No. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, we have to now. Yeah. We have to keep doing it. Fair yeah. or foul? It's just too easy for baseball. We invented it, obviously. No one else has ever called the segment <laughs> fair or foul. It's too easy. Anyways, okay, fair or foul? I'm going to give you some awards takes here, Joel. Going to lock in some award recipients. You tell me if they're, they're bang on. If they hit that foul pole or if it's way, if it's way foul. All right, first one, the Orioles' Gunnar Henderson will win AL Rookie of the Year. That's a big-time fair ball test. There we that's go. A, that's, a, that's a double to the gap. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's impossible to make a case against him. Uh, I, I think if Josh Jung had a stayed healthy Jung, Young, I'm probably butchering that last name, J-U-N-G, um, I think if he had stayed healthy, you might have had a closer competition. But with him being hurt and out for the rest of the season, it's Gunner's, uh, you know, he's 5.1 B-War, just killing it, uh, uh, an instrumental player in that huge 
turnaround season that the Orioles are having. So this one was pretty much a slam dunk. Some some good players. Cassis has had a great season for Boston. Uh, Yoshida as well, another Boston player, came over from uh, Japan, obviously. But, yeah, it's Gunner and hands down. Although – Tess, I yeah, will say this. I thought you were coming. I thought you were coming with a little bit more Canadian. I was. I was surprised. I, well, I. I will. Okay. This is an interesting stat. Gunner has a five point one B WAR in four hundred and eighty six at bats this year. Our boy, the mustachioed man himself, Davis Schneider, has a two point two B WAR in seventy seven at bats. So. It's crazy to think about like what his season would look like over 162 games a full season. Obviously, we're not going to be able to see that. And unfortunately, uh, Schneider, because of the amount of games he's played this year, he wouldn't be eligible for rookie of the year next year. But, you know, I digress. Uh, it's totally Gunner. Love the name. I would give him MV. I would give him rookie of the year just on name alone. G-U-N-N-A-R. I can't deny it. Uh, and yeah, Josh Young. Tristan Casas, you butchered a couple names, so that's okay. That's why I'm here for you. I got you, Joel. Uh, Tanner Bybee, another name, but uh, yeah, David Schneider needed to. He needed to be up a heck of a lot earlier for him to deal with Gunnar Henderson. I love that guy. Uh, he's uh, he's always yeah always looking to take an extra base, and he's part of this Orioles team that you discussed. You want to see in the World Series, also a team you can get behind just because of the way they've done it. The doing it through the farm system, as Gunnar Henderson always talks about. He talks about coming up with a lot of the guys that he's playing with. You know, they didn't go out and sign these huge names. They are just a team uh, to be reckoned with that has, yeah, grown internally, organically. Uh, a note here: last year's AL Rookie of the Year, Julio Rodriguez, well, this week just became the fourth player in MLB history to join the thirty thirty club at 22 years or younger. So, yeah, there's a little caveat on there. But just the fourth player to do 30-30 at 22 or younger. You want to do the other three? One of your favorite players, who you say is uh, the best positional player when healthy, did it? Oh, Trout. Trout. Uh, A guy who's going to do 40-40 this year, who's going to do 40-65 this year, it looks like. Uh, Acuna. And mm-hmm. another member of the forty forty club, Alex Rodriguez. All right, great stuff. Also, just just a note on Julio Rodriguez because it looked like he was falling apart there in April. Um, but you know, as we've talked about baseball, my my goodness, what a long season! You just got to stick with it. And actually, hearing Gunder Gunner Henderson talk about how he's evolved from a minor league player to a major league player, he talks about just. Not worrying about the big surface stats, worrying about the the homers and, and what he's producing there, just worrying about the process, like a real major leaguer talks about, and just you know looking at how hard the ball's coming off his bat, whether or not he's hitting it into the ground or whatever, just his swing and all that. He is stuck with it, just like Julio Rodriguez stuck with it and, and uh, has turned it around, and the Mariners in a position to make the playoffs. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed Internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort, but it's possible to have it both ways. I'm all set for summer thanks to Mack Weldon. The Vesper polo shirt is so breathable you can wear it on the golf course, but it looks classy enough to wear to a party. The Maverick Tech Chino short is ultra-flexible, and the Pima Crew Neck T-shirt is perfect for those casual weekends. There's no need to be uncomfortable in your clothing ever again. Some guys just want to look good without calling attention to themselves. Mack Weldon Apparel gives you understated good looks for understated confidence. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. Crazy comfortable but elevated sweatpants. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads. An ultra-soft antimicrobial tee for when you need to stay fresh longer. That's the Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code MLBSHOW. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Promo code MLB show. All right. Jumping over to the other league, a team that's also in playoff contention right now, the Arizona Diamondbacks, Corbin Carroll. Is Corbin Carroll a lock for NL Rookie of the Year, Joel? Yeah. Another another, fair another ball? no doubter. Yeah. Uh, another fair ball. Um, just, you know, uh, similar to Gunnar Henderson, he's been a uh, a very instrumental player. Arizona having another huge turnaround season. I don't think a lot of people expected them to be competing for a playoff spot, and here they are. You know, uh, almost mid September, and they're in the third wild card spot, having an absolutely monster rookie season, and seems to be a guy that they can uh, build around. And this is just more for me, Tass. But I hope uh, in the next World Baseball Classic that. Uh, Corbin Carroll puts on the team Taiwan uniform because his mother is Taiwanese. And I, and I think that they approached him to play in the last world baseball classic, but uh, he actually turned it down. So it'd be cool to see him on team Taiwan, but yeah, he's a, he's another guy slam dunk. I feel the rookie of the years this year, bit anticlimactic because you know, both in the ale and L those guys are just having dominating seasons, but yeah. It's Carroll, and it's not really close in my opinion. Damn it. Why did we start with them? Why did we start with these <laughs> slam dunk rookie of the years? Uh, he has been awesome. Uh, I got to see him here in person uh, in Atlanta. I just uh, The speed game is, is so fun. 47 stolen bases for this rook. 866 OPS. Uh, dude is doing it, and if they're in a postseason series, he's going to need to do it then just because of their, their bat situation. He has been fantastic. Kodai Senga, a guy you can mention as well. Yeah, not rookie of the year, but has had a good year for the New York Mets in a, an abysmal year for them. And then you can talk about the Reds, Rooks, Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McLean, and Spencer Steer have all had good years, but sort of like David Schneider in the AL, 
Ellie De La Cruz called up in June. Matt McLean also called up this season. Didn't start the season uh, kicking it in the majors. So that hurt their chances uh, for McLean and Ellie uh, specifically. But the Reds have a, a very bright future, as do the Orioles, as does Corbin Carroll, obviously. All right, let's go to something which, you know what? is also probably a slam dunk. Uh, let's go to the AL Cy Young. Fair or foul, Garrett Cole will win AL Cy Young. That's fair, but it's I think it's a bit closer than the two other ones. Um, yeah, I mean, Garrett Cole, just Mr. Consistent, 14-4, um, and four, leads the AL with innings pitched 187. He's first in ERA with 2.79. He's got a 1.027 whip, which is tops in all of baseball. And he's got 204 strikeouts, which is third in the American League, just behind Pablo Lopez and Kevin Gossman. And Tass, he just completed his third consecutive season of 200 or more strikeouts, and no other Yankees pitcher has ever done that before. So it's Cole. I know he hasn't maybe got gotten the attention this year because the Yankees have struggled, but it's, it's him. He's got the best body of work. I think he'll win it. Uh, But yeah, Gosman will probably finish second, but again, like make a case against Cole. I I don't think you really can. I will not. I will not make a case against (laughs) Garrett Cole. I hope he gets his first one of his uh, illustrious career. And I hope when he accepts the award that he blasts some Harry Styles some watermelon sugar <laughs> uh, like he did uh, in the clubhouse. The Athletics' Chris Kirshner came on no months earlier this season to tell us that he went and turned on Harry Styles, and he walked away, and he said, the goat. He called Harry Styles the goat. And uh, yeah. watermelon sugar specifically, which, you know, I like Harry Styles, but watermelon sugar is an what interesting if- choice. Apparently, the Yankees clubhouse song when they win is Shot, Shot, Shots by oh. LFMAO. Come on, Yankees, really? I mean, Shots? What is it? What's, how old is that song? It's old. And it wasn't even, like, it was, I don't know. I think that song's ridiculous. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's update the playlist, Yankees. Come on. Well, I, I, you know, a lot of teams play it in their stadiums, uh, I think. I, I think it's a walk-up song for guys, right? It feels like it. I feel if like they have it. bad taste in music. Maybe I don't know. I'm it's yeah. <laughs> Damn. Didn't, I didn't know we'd be taking shots at LMFAO. Uh, anyway, I'm moving on here. Yeah. Let's go to the NL. I wonder how, what you'll feel about this. Justin Steele of the Cubs will win NL Cy Young. Fair or foul. Foul ball test. Foul ball. Surprised by the foul one. ball here. Uh, it's close. Um, but if, I've got a vote. I am going to give it to the aforementioned uh, Zach Wheeler. Um, Mm. Not with not counting his start last night, but uh, in 10 of his last 11 starts, he's had quality starts, a 2.76 ERA, uh, a whip of 0.85 and 80 strikeouts in just over 71 innings. And he's holding hitters to a batting average of under 200. So, those are very impressive. I feel like there's maybe a bit of recency bias. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. how you start. 3.7 ERA f- overall for Zach Wheeler. 
I know that's the one thing, but ERA is a slightly outdated stat. Steele's got 2.49. Shots, 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 shots. <laughs> Turn that off, Tass. I'm going to start singing Watermelon Sugar here in a second. Um, but yeah, like if you look at some of their key stats, yes, Steele has a better ERA by almost one run. I'll give you that. But Wheeler's got a better whip. They've, they're about the same in walks. Wheeler's got 196 strikeouts. Steele only has 159. And the batting average against Wheeler's uh, 2.28, or sorry, 0.228. And Steele is uh, uh, 0.242. And their war is about the same. So if I have a vote, I'm I'm giving it to Wheeler. I think Steele has had a a great season, but I'm going to go foul on this one, Tass. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Yeah. Steele has had an incredible incredible year yeah over a run better in terms of era only allowed 11 home runs uh this season but yeah as a, wheeler has him in a couple categories in the whip um and the ones you mentioned there blake snell also had uh has had a good year um but fair fair stuff uh i, I feel like Steele is gonna win this win this award but tbd i just want yeah just with snell when I was looking at the numbers, there's a couple red flags for me with Snell. He's got a ton of walks. Um, he's got, I think, like 88 walks. Yeah, 1.25 whip. Yeah, and his whip's higher. And he just doesn't have the the innings pitched. And for me, like, I, I factor that in. So, like, Snell's had a great season, but I also think he's benefited from some luck as well. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the voters think. I think it'll actually be a pretty close vote. I like if Steele wins it, I won't be disappointed or surprised, but I think Wheeler just has a slightly better statistical case. Yeah, he uh, Snell offsets the the whip because he holds hitters to a 192 average, which is a, a ridiculous number. Um that doesn't that doesn't occur too often holding somebody under 200 of the the top 25 pitchers here in ERA. Only Corbin Burns and Blake Snell have held hitters under 200. That's that's a phenomenal number. But anyway, um, actually, just remind me before we move on. Major League do any sort of award ceremony, or what? Or is it just like sort of individual awards, or they just announce it? Um, because no, I want. There's I, no. There's no awards. No, there's not. A, when there's the not guys. Get it when they get room. notified, they're at home. Right. Yeah, they just they get they get the call at home, and there's usually a camera crew there and everything. But there's no formal awards ceremony. Yeah, it's they should have one. Yeah, it's something that you try. Like the NHL has been able to pull it off, um, in a sort of a traditional style. The NBA it kind of went by the wayside. Tried it for a couple years. It's just it's a lot of money for what? It doesn't really. I don't know. It doesn't really resonate. So I can see why you wouldn't try it. Like you could just do something funny with Garrett Cole and have Harry Styles show up and present him the award or something like something specific to him. Is, and that's what happens in the NBA. It's more like Nikola Jokic gets it while riding his horse. Like they bring him the MVP trophy in, in Serbia. Um, so that it's a little bit more intimate. It doesn't cost as much. And it, it's good for social media rather than this whole big to do show up in your tuxedo and yeah i can understand why they wouldn't do it just wanted to clarify anyway 
Moving on here. Last one. Last fair or foul. And this is because Braves legend Andrew Jones finally had his number retired on the weekend. Number 25 went up in Truist Park. Fair or foul. Andrew Jones should be in the Hall of Fame. This was a fair ball, but it hit the chalk line. That's it, fine. it hit the chalk Still line fair. and instant replay said it was a fair ball. Um, the thing I'm going to go over his numbers in a minute. The The thing with Andrew Jones is the second, like this, I don't want to say the second half, but like the final, like four or five seasons of his career just weren't good. Like he had nine really, really good years in Atlanta um and and then like after he left Atlanta he just didn't really do anything and like for me personally I kind of feel like at a minimum if you're going to be a Hall of Fame player you have to be good like very good to elite for like a minimum of 10 seasons to warrant consideration and he kind of falls one season short of that I guess but um his resume is pretty crazy he's only he's only four players, including Andrew Jones, with 10 gold gloves and 400 career home runs. The other ones are Willie Mays, Mike Schmidt, and Ken Griffey Jr. They're all Hall of Fame players. Uh, he was 24.2 uh, defensive war from 98 to 2007, which was the best in the game. And from 1998 to 2007, his 57.6 war was third behind only Alex Rodriguez and Barry Bond. So he's in some pretty elite company with those numbers. Now, the good news for Andrew Jones and Andrew Jones fans is his first time on the ballot, he did not get a lot of votes. He only got 7.3% of the vote on his first year of eligibility, which was in 2018. However, uh, that jumped to 581 this year in 2023. So it looks like he's going to get in at some point. Uh, it looks like he's going to have the support. I don't know if he gets in on the next ballot. I I think he should be in, but it's closer than people want to think because if you look at his stats after Atlanta, like it's really bad. He fell off uh, quickly. He did have decent years after he left. There are some... OPS numbers, 827, 851 when he was with the White Sox and the Yankees. Yeah, not super elite, um, but sort of in line with uh, the uh, some of the gold glove years, which, like you said, 10 straight gold glove years in center field. I think it's easy to lump him in with Willie Mays and Ken Griffey Jr. as a, a, a few of the best center fielders we have ever seen defensively. Um, mm-hmm. b- but, yeah, the, the OPS numbers – and the OPS plus, uh, there's there's a couple bad years, even in those Atlanta years, which you could poke holes in. Um, it, it, there was a great trivia question, actually, listening to uh, Starkville about guys who had 10 straight gold gloves and had over 100 OPS plus. Uh, there's only four in the history of this game, and Andrew Jones is just short. He had eight years of OPS plus over 100 to go along with those 10 gold gloves. Mike Schmidt was just short. He had nine. It, there's, there's some there's some holes in it, but Griffey did it. Uh, Mays did it. Johnny Bench did it. And the other name is escaping me. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> it's – it's. I think I understand what you're saying with the, the years afterwards. He also kind of retired fairly early for 
uh, a, a player just because, uh, you know, injuries caught up to him. He was, he was 35 uh, when he hung it up, and so he didn't get those the longevity. But good news for him, as you said, his percentage continues to rise. He could go the way of Scott Rowland, who kind of matches up his first year of eligibility, 2018 as well. Uh, he was at 10%, and he just got in this year at 76.3% in 2023. So that rise is, is similar. Uh, you got to get to that 75% mark. And, uh, yeah, not not far off. He, he got to 58% this year. So he is he still is not there, but he could get in. Um, yeah, it's an interesting He's going to get in. Like, he's if he jumped, like, if he's jumped that much and he's at 58%, now and I think he's still got another five years on the ballot. Like he's going to get it. It's it's just a matter of time. Matter of time for uh, Matty Olson to break his uh, franchise record of home runs as well as they've tied at fifty one. That's a, mm. just a ridiculous number for Matt Olson this year. And uh, they want to keep playing till the end of September and keep it flowing. Then they got to sit down for a week, which I hate uh, for these players. But anyways, he's having an incredible year, uh, Matt Olson is. No other player has more than 44 home runs, so he's got a, a good lead in the home run department. Um, Otani and Pete Alonso both have 44. Just always got to bring it back to the Braves here. Uh, it's just an incredible year, Joel. It is an incredible year. I think when we look back after these next two and a half weeks, I think we're going to say it's the best offense in the history of this game. It's, it's just... Yeah, it's hard to disagree. The Braves just, man, one through nine. I mean, there's... Like if you're like, imagine a pitcher facing that lineup. Like there's just no easy out in that lineup. They are just stacked. Yeah. With the DH as well. And it's coming through uh, in the NL. It's yeah, it's, it's an easy argument to make. So they'll probably keep it up here for the rest uh, of the season. As uh, Cunha said, I want to play 162 games. So that's, that's great that your leader is doing that. So we will be talking about Braves postseason baseball in two and a half weeks after this second best month of baseball is over. October, number one, obviously. I think September's number two. Uh, it's a lot of intensity going on. A lot a lot of fun happening. So, make sure you stick with us through the rest of the regular season. We'll be back next Wednesday, as we always are, on the Athletic Baseball Show feed, wherever you get your podcasts, or the Athletic Baseball Show YouTube channel. You can get the best writing in sports for only a dollar a month, if you haven't heard, for the next year. 12 bucks for the next year. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks or the athletic.com slash baseball show make sure you check out the hot memes from our man joel mcmillan on instagram he's producing the memes right now uh he was uh he was fouling a few off as you said to me offline uh but then you stepped up with the the omar fact the omar meme got us back on track to ask 40 likes that's what we like to see (laughs) i say just go omar meme every post that put me to bed yesterday, by the way, the, the the whistle. I was just, I just whistled myself to sleep last night. And I can't whistle right now. Okay. I can't whistle like Omar. Okay, like you want me to stop talking? I could just keep <laughs> talking. I can keep talking. But great fact there, the Orioles' first team in MLB history to beat all 29 teams in one season because of the, the new balanced schedule. That's a great fact. And that's why you posted the Omar meme. Not just a, a meme poster, but there was some meat behind the meme. Baltimore coming. Baltimore coming. Look out. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next Wednesday for JD, for Joel, I'm Tass. We'll see you then.